Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Thank you for listening to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale. I'm your host, Lisa Stockdale, and today our guest is Bonnie Rutledge. Um, Hey, Bonnie, how are you today? I'm good, Lisa. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Oh, of course, of course. Bonnie owns a newspaper called Harrison News Herald, and is that out of Cabas, Ohio? It is. Yeah, we cover Harrison County. Okay. And the topic today, it's near and dear to my heart, but it's why community newspapers matter. Now, I do happen to have a journalism degree from Ohio State University, and I'm old school, and I want everybody, I don't like this idea that the newspaper industry is dying, and I don't quite believe it when it comes to small towns. What do you think, Bonnie? Oh, I I completely agree with that. Uh, I am only 24 years old myself. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a bit of an old soul myself. Okay. Um, it, it makes me sad that it's difficult to have a conversation about local news without bringing up social media and other uh, massive, more advanced news mediums mm-hmm. but i i have found in our readership i have found in our community that this is so important and our readership is loyal uh and it's exciting all right 24 i didn't know you were so young um <laughs> i should tell our listeners how we became acquainted um y'all probably know i work for capital Healthcare network and you had reached out, and I don't know if you copied me on an email or if it was directly to me about an advertisement, because we do have a nursing home in Caddis, Meadows of Caddis, um, and you wanted to know if we wanted to continue. And I said, yeah, sure, but on the back end, I have an idea about a podcast. And um, I think you identified yourself as the new owner. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is correct. Okay, so why did you purchase a newspaper. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> uh, it's. I'll try to condense the story. Okay. Uh, but it does start when I was a junior in college. I. I was a professional writing and information major. Okay. Um, so I studied writing. I studied some graphic design and page layout, editing. But that was to write manuals and things of that sort. I was never formally trained in journalism. Uh, but I had switched my major for, oh, I don't know, the third time. And I had this <laughs> uh, I had this intern requirement that I had to fulfill. My fiance was at home. I was not going to move to a big city. And so I, I came home to the local paper and I basically begged them to let me work for them for free that summer so I could meet this requirement. <laughs> and I just ended up loving it. They made full use of the free labor and I was thrown to the wolves many times. <laughs> I very much had to learn on the fly, but it was so good for me. Yeah. And over that summer, I I genuinely fell in love with the newspaper. I fell in love with the community 
in ways, I mean, things about the community came to light for me that I had never previously thought about uh, issues and and the importance of uh, investigative journalism and things like that. So fast forward, I graduated in 2020, which came with its own set of idiosyncrasies, of course. Oh my, didn't it? Got married in 2020 as well. Uh, And so moved back home and enrolled in my master's of business administration program. And I'm so I'm doing this business uh, program without any goal, really. I was thinking I just wanted to diversify my writing portfolio, maybe make me more hireable, whatever. But all the while, I'm working part time for the local paper and it's coming. It's becoming very apparent to me that the paper is declining. Uh, Like so many other newspapers, we were running on a skeleton crew. Uh, The people here were doing the the job of three uh, times that they should have been, and uh, it was just being neglected in a lot of ways, and I knew it could be better. And I'll save you the details, especially because they're still fresh. I've only been the owner for four months, but (laughs) I ended up looking at the numbers with the owner uh, and dropping out of uh, business school to run my own business, which (laughs) I say humbly. because there's been a lot of um, wise counselors and, and other people come alongside me and my team, of course, to to help make this a reality and what it is. Um, but yeah, it was kind of an unforeseen, uh, it was an unforeseen purchase and it happened quickly because of personnel issues. So we've been able to really turn it around in, in only a couple months. So when you say struggling, you're not necessarily talking about readership. No. And that's the interesting thing. Uh Um, Now, the numbers, uh, as as they are across the country and across the world, the numbers have been steadily declining over the past 20 years Mm -hmm. in readership base. Um, But our problem was not readership. Our problem was uh, personnel issues uh, and just lack of um, just, yeah, just lack of personnel. So how long has the paper been in existence? That is a, a... That's a great question. So our newspaper actually dates back as far as 1815 Mm -hmm. when the Caddis Republican released its first volume. Uh, Then there were other two really important papers to the area, the Sio Herald and the Freeport Press um, that came about a little bit later in the 1800s. uh, But you know, all three very strong papers. And then in the late 1960s, uh, co-publishers Maynard Buck and Milton Ronsheim kind of pooled their resources and uh, merged all three papers into one to make the News Herald. Gotcha. Long, long history. Yes. And, And how often is it published? Is it daily, weekly? We are a weekly paper. Yep, every Saturday. Okay. Um, I have a quote to read here. Um, It's from a fellow named Ray Mosby, and he writes, In a small town, every newspaper reader thinks he or she is a stockholder because there exists a real relationship, an implied contract, if you will, between that paper and its readers. They receive your newspaper, advertise in your newspaper, sometimes even when they don't have to, based on a simple precept. They trust you 
to do your very best to find the truth and tell it to them. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that how you feel? I love that. I I'll, love that. I'll send I, it to you. <laughs> yes, please do. I'll send I, you a link to that article. It's so important. I, I don't want to be cliche, but the community is so important. And because the community is the essence of the newspaper, um, you know, we have such far reaching implications, but I don't want, I don't want to go any further without showing my appreciation and, uh, showing the value of the readership and the community and and its support for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I think that newspapers are fabric to the community, um, and especially in a small town, which I grew up in a small town, so I know a thing or two about it. It wasn't Caddis, Ohio, but it doesn't matter. It was actually <laughs> Radnor, Ohio. I'm sure you've never heard of it. Mm, nope. uh, but um, the point is, uh, you know, we need, I mean, social media is a thing. We all know that. But it's not the only means of um, sharing information or reporting, if you will, or promoting activities in the community. And it really does give you a different sense of community when you have a local newspaper holding it all together. Well, it absolutely does. Um, And, you know, with when I think about the community, I kind of think about it in three different realms. the first one being the social aspect, which I think is what you're talking about with social media, events, things like that. Um, the second aspect uh, of the community that is so important, and the paper plays a huge role in as well, is the the economic development of the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, obviously, the, the political element, um, local politics uh, on, you know, a, a down-home scale is very important. And I, I don't think that People are looking past Facebook uh, to see the uh, socially the credible sources, um, politically the true lack of coverage. I mean, there's a lot of things that Google can't tell you, and a lot of people what? aren't willing to admit that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, it's kind of overwhelming when you realize that. Uh. Um, and also, the economic implications of the newspaper are far-reaching mm-hmm. uh, in ways that social media cannot make up for. Um, it's it's a very global platform. And so th- there are some good elements to that. I don't want to discount that. But um, it's really a shame that the the local fabric is degrading at the expense of, of global community. And it's it's more isolating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What is it they say? Think global, shop local. Um, yeah, <laughs> this goes directly to it. So are you are you print? Are you digital only? How does that look? That, yeah, that's a that's something that will probably be evolving uh, as we go on. We are currently uh, print. Uh, every week we print 2,350 copies of the paper. But we also publish a free uh, e-edition online, and we email that out to a couple thousand subscribers as well. So there's some overlap there, but I do think we're reaching a larger audience with the e-edition than we would just with the print. Sure. Uh, it's interesting to read about the 
how newspapers have been evolving and how the traditional business model is kind of degrading. And so it's really taking journalistic entrepreneurs to reimagine how to make money off of this while still providing the same coverage uh, and the same um, ethical journalism that is so craved in our society right now. <laughs> yeah. Some people think it's non-existent, but um, say it isn't so, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we just need to make sure, you know, I hope, I don't think that print is ever going away. Um, we have the capacity to digitize all of our books and people still don't want digitized books. Um, so I, I don't think print is ever going away personally, but I do feel that whatever supplements online news needs to it needs to serve the same educational and community building functions we can't just uh vomit the news into a facebook platform and think that that's going to be what works you know um so it's interesting to think about the different ways to reach the community digitally yeah, I think what you're saying is you have to stay relevant. We know that, but you don't have to forego um, integrity mm -hmm. in, in staying relevant. What was, just give me an idea, what was on the front page last week? Mm, um, well, this week we are ridden with election results. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I know you um, are. Yeah, but the front page is always fun. That That is always the thing that we probably spend more time worrying about than the rest of the paper. Uh, we've had everything from tornadoes on the front page to, um, you know, grant money awarded to big court cases in the area. Um, how many reporters? Sure. How many, how many reporters do you employ? Uh, well, I've made four full-time hires in the past four months. Oh, wow. Um, which has been a blessing. Um, yeah. I don't even want to take the credit for that because <laughs> I have just, I've been praying for the business and it's really fallen seamlessly together into a team of qualified and overqualified people who have really helped me. Um, but we have an in-house editor full-time. He also does some reporting when he can find the time, but his main purpose is to be the editor. Um, we have a, we have one reporter. Um, and then we just kind of have other supporting staff, like the office manager and the ad salesperson and things like that. Um, as for sports writing and other, you know, less political elements of the paper we have freelance writers okay. uh, and so we have a number of freelance writers uh that that come and go and may or may not write a story each week but um those kind of four main people uh in the office uh the reporter the editor the office manager and the ad person are the the main people well bonnie you are keeping it alive <laughs> and i like you more now than i did before <laughs> So, Thank you. Um, I'm glad you're passionate. It actually makes me smile that you're so young um, because I, I do sort of think of this as an old school sort of uh, endeavor. 
Um, (laughs) But we have to have young people involved or none of this stuff will stay alive. And I can assure you that my seniors and our elders really appreciate a paper they can hold and read. Mm -hmm. So I hope Mm -hmm. you're right when you when you're predicting that the print form will never go away. Do you want to do you want to leave our um, listeners with any parting thoughts? Oh, my. Um, I do. <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to a modern and a comprehensive improvement on something that has not been updated since the 1800s. I mean, newspapers haven't changed at all. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just exciting that people are still reading these age old pages anew every day. And so uh, I think, I thank our readers, I thank our advertisers and I am just really excited to ring in the new generation of newspapers, give it a fresh look, uh, make sure that, you know, we're continuing to report ethically and, and kind of renew life into the paper without losing uh, the charm and the substance of what makes the newspaper great. Perfect. Perfectly said, I will say. Thank you for joining us, Bonnie, and and thank you for doing what you're doing. And um, we will continue to serve Caddis, Ohio, um, on behalf of Capital Healthcare Network, and I hope you do too. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Listeners, we hope you enjoyed the program. Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back. <laughs>